Hello and welcome to the Wildcard Rewind. The season may be over, but there is still plenty to talk about. For the next few weeks, we will be diving into each division around the league. And this week, we are heading to the NFC North, where we will have a very special guest on to talk some Green Bay Packers. But first of all, let's hit Rewind. I just want to rewind to when we were young It's that time of the week, isn't it? It's that time of the week. Here we are again. I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts. Mags, how are you doing this week, mate? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. As I didn't mention on the show, I'm off work tomorrow. I never mentioned that pre-show at all. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling absolutely fantastic already. Um, yeah, just feeling good, enjoying. Really looking forward to reviewing the teams in this division, one of the most interesting divisions in the league. So, yeah, can't wait to get into it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Hannah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. I feel like I've reached the pinnacle of my podcasting career because I have developed a decent background. So uh, <laughs> I feel like I've reached the top of the mountain, right? I just need to get a signed jersey and that's me complete. But that's no, it. otherwise, I'm, I'm really good. Looking forward to, to chatting through this division. Hopefully it's going to be a bit better than last week when we basically said everyone needs a QB. Um, yeah. So hopefully this week we'll talk a bit different. Yeah, yeah. And that that brings us on to our guest. And I believe it's our first non-wildcard member because we've only had yes. the Dynasty lads on. So uh, we, we we give a big warm welcome to Liam or at the FSA tweets from the Five Yard Dynasty. Liam, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, Paul. Um, I mean... No one's asked you how you are, so I'll ask you at the end. But we've got to talk about myself for a second there. Uh, yeah, it, it's all good. It's all good. Ready to talk about Packers. I don't get to do it often enough, as Paul absolutely hates me saying anything about the Packers. And he's in most of the group chats that I'm in anyway. So Paul's like the Packers police. But here we are. Um, Paul, how are you doing, my friend? I, I, I'm, I'm doing really well, mate. I'm doing really well. I'm so, I'm so glad to get you on. Um, so you can actually talk about the Packers because apparently I just follow you and just tell you that you talk about the Packers a lot. Um, <laughs> but no, you, you, mate, you must be thinking we're actually a little bit weird at the moment because you've watched us do our pre-show ritual and then the song came on and we danced and you must be thinking, oh my God, <laughs> they are a little bit mental, but... <laughs> I saw the pregame ritual. Um, I wasn't on board with it, but I, I, you guys can do whatever you want. As a guest, I can't actually see you guys dancing to your own music, so you put yourselves in in the crap there a little bit. Oh, I, no. I can't see anything. I just see myself and the and the screen. So, um, oh no, we have we have. I, wa I want to see these dances. Come on, we, we we've definitely mentioned on the show that we do dance, and I think Mag said he was going to record it. I think you said I have, you were going to record I it have, and put it out there. I have some recordings, but why don't we? <laughs> why don't if you're listening to this, go follow us on on Twitter. If we get to like a, a thousand a thousand followers on Twitter, I'll put out, I'll put out a good time about that. We'll do it live. We'll do yeah. it live. A thousand followers, we we will genuinely do it live. <laughs> but either way, man, send them over to me. Send those videos. I need to see <laughs> them regardless. Oh well. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't need to see them. But yeah, <laughs> let's get straight into it. Let's. Uh, so, Liam, let's talk. Let's talk a bit of Packers with you. Um, 
Your Green Bay Packers finishing the season at eight and nine. A uh, bit of a tough season for you guys, not making the playoffs. I feel that that's a really big blow for the Packers, and I, and I don't know why, but it just seems like it's a massive blow for for you guys to not make the playoffs. What went wrong for them this season? You know, can we put all the blame on Aaron Rodgers, or what do you think? we can put a good portion of that blame onto him? But I don't, it's definitely not the full story. I mean. Um, when you say it's a big blow to the Packers, being average is a big blow. Um, I mean, we've made the playoffs most um, most of the past two decades, so it's quite difficult to say to a Packers fan base that has seen 30 years of um, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, to basically say, we're, we're not going. We're going to be average, and that's all you're going to get for the entire season. It's a very hard sell. So um, when you put it like that, yes, it is a big blow, but You've seen Aaron Rodgers be the MVP for the past two seasons. We've had three 13-win seasons in a row with a new coach, Matt for the floor. The last time we didn't meet the or get into the playoffs was Mike McCarthy era, his last season. So we, we see all of these things, and that's why it's such a massive blow for us to go eight and nine and have a losing record, be average in basically every possible metric I found was we were just average or worse. Um, that's why it's such a massive blow because we're just used to that success and um, and not, not trying to be big-headed, but yeah, it, it's a tough one to swallow when you, it, it's like the uh, the New England Patriots going from six Super Bowl wins with Tom Brady down to whatever they are now. <laughs> yeah, but except you're we're never as good as the Patriots, right? Oh no! <laughs> like let's. It's not. It's not really like that. Like you won one Super Bowl. Let's. Yeah. Let's. Let's. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, Liam. Well, we had thirty years of like impressive QB play. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 to I totally agree. And like, like I said, it. I don't. It does seem weird. Them not making the playoffs, and it, it doesn't feel right with the Packers not making the playoffs. But but no, you can um, tell me that again, Paul. I like hearing it. Oh, mate, I like I, you know I like to give you some abuse. I really do. But you know, we're talking real now, Leon. We're talking real. Um, Hannah, what 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 do you think of um, the Packers season? Yeah, I mean, what what else is there to say other than disappointing, really? You know, like Liam says, the franchise is used to getting in the playoffs. Like, I would feel sorry for you guys had I not supported a terrible team for many, many years. Um, but no, you know, I totally get it. They are used to going to the playoffs. You've got Aaron Rodgers at QB. He's been the MVP two, years, two seasons in a row. Like, I don't think you were necessarily expecting the drop-off that you had. So... I do think that, um, surprisingly or not, like the loss of Devontae Adams was a massive thing. Like that connection between Rogers and Adams, I actually don't think you can like get that easily with any other, you know, wide receivers. And it and it showed. I think the other problem is obviously their main wide receivers apart from Alan Lazard were rookies. So they were still very young and new to the league. So that didn't help things either. So I just think that it was probably a multitude of things. It wasn't just Rogers, but obviously we know he played with a broken thumb, which I suspect probably didn't help him either, but just 
nobody seemed on the same page to me like this season I think we talked about most of the time like Rogers and Tom Brady neither of them looked happy the whole the whole season they just always looked unhappy mad angry at the teammates they just never seemed to be kind of in sync with anyone and I think that was the story kind of really and and that defense just wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be either I don't know what kind of you think there Liam on that I mean I guess my question to you would be do you think if the Packers could take that trade back do you think they would no I don't think they would because um they offered the same amount of money to Adams and Adams still chose to leave um I don't think Adams would have played or would have made it very difficult on the Packers through the entire offseason if they didn't make that trade. So I don't think they they regret it whatsoever. Um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with everything you said. The defence didn't stand up to what you expected them to be. The talent on paper was great, but the talent that actually showed up wasn't. I mean, we had talks of Darnell Savage. I mean, he even got um, benched at one point, but people were expecting... Darnell Savage um, to take a step up in this year. And instead, he actually took a step back before starting to regain his footing. And there's talks of um, Adrian Amos, the other safety, that took a step back as well this year. Devondre Campbell, Russell Douglas, both guys that we signed to a massive extension, or not massive, big extensions, because they played so well last year as free agent pickups, didn't do as well as last year which was quite frankly really difficult because they were all pros and pro bowlers so um that combined with a lot of other things going on like we expected um Devante um Wyatt our first round rookie D lineman to do a lot more but he actually came in as the fifth D lineman on our depth chart to start the season he started to do well at the end of the season I mean we also went through injuries as did every team but Rashawn Gary our top um, star pass rusher um, as an edge decide, uh, de- decided like he decided to do it but he tore his ACL so he missed um, over half of the season with that going back to the wide receivers you mentioned as well Hannah you've got um, all of our wide receivers got injured at some point and missed multiple games I, I'm not making that up every single one of them did miss multiple games um, and I'm not just talking about receivers in the sense of wide receivers but tight ends you look at Tonyan um, or Tonyan however you want to say it um, he was our only reliable tight end as a pass catching option and he got injured for a good portion of the season Lazard um, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs all got injured as well and missed um, I think it was four or five games each um, if not more than that we also had Aaron Jones get injured and miss a few games. AJ Dillon uh, missed one game, I believe, but he didn't really con- uh, contribute to that passing game. So, yeah, there's a lot there, and every team has injuries, and you've got to get past them. Um, but yeah, the, you you really hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, yeah, you have to be fair. Um, Mag, so have you got anything to add to uh, the Packers season before we move on to what they need to do? To rebuild in terms of what they did well, I mean, I thought Christian Watson looked pretty strong on down the stretch, and so I think that's a real like highlight that you can you can really point to. He seems to be like getting more comfortable in the NFL, and 
he's a guy that you know the more we look in like into doing this series and taking notes on on teams the more important it seems to be that you need to have players that scare the other team and christian watson is a player that will scare the other team because he's so explosive he's so you know, has that big playability. So I think that's pretty good for them. I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll probably get on to Aaron Rodgers in, in the next little segment about improvement. But, I mean, Jordan Love came out in, in that last game he played, and he looked, you know, the best I've ever seen Jordan Love. So they they do have that, whatever happens to Rodgers, they have Love who, you know, looks more NFL-ready than perhaps a lot of people thought he might. So those are some of the positives um, that I would say. But, yeah, for, for a team that just missed out in the playoffs, there's a lot more negatives than positives. But I think you're right, Liam. That's because Packers fans expect a lot more like big things to come from them. Yeah, let's look at it in, in a term of a team that's in that division. You think the Packers just missed the playoffs and that's a really bad season for them. But the Lions just missed the playoffs and that's a phenomenal season to, for them. You know, it's... it's yeah. It's too, it's too, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the Lions later and there's a lot of positives about them. We're talking about the Packers that basically had the same season and we're, all we're doing is talking about negatives, you know. Yeah. Um, but but we're, we're going to get on to like um, what we think the Packers need to do. But before we're going to do that, Liam, I'm going to hit you with a with a, the question that's on everyone's lips right now and is, is Aaron Rodgers your QB next season? And if he's not, is Jordan Love your future? I mean, I don't have Aaron Rodgers' uh, phone number. If that's what you're asking, I have no idea what he's going to do. I don't think I'll anyone that in your does. personal opinion. Then. Personal opinion. Um, I don't know what, or I don't have an opinion in terms of. I think he's going to do this. All I can mm. say is. If the Packers move on from him, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't mind it. Yes, he was a back-to-back winning MVP um, over the past two seasons before 2022. But if we move on from him, it's a good time to move on from him. It's better to do it now than in two years' time. If he is falling off now, I wouldn't want to do it in two two seasons' time when the contract ends and we don't get anything back for him. So in terms of that brilliant but if he stays then it's it's almost like it's not a that there's not a losing scenario for me in this situation I think Love is a good player Uh, the hate with Love has gone too far from Packers fandom which is hating on the pick not the player Um, but they they can't split the two and I think Love yeah I, I think Love can be what the franchise needs not saying that he's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers but He's got the hallmarks of being a good starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I I just wondered if you thought Aaron Rodgers, or if you if you'd maybe got feelers from Packers fans on on what they sort of wanted and stuff. But um, what it's what else? It's nearly a fifty fifty split, mate. Honestly, on Packers, yeah. so it's fifty fifty. So there's a large portion that want to keep him. There's a large portion that wouldn't be opposed to seeing him go to the Jets for a first and a second or, or two firsts. I think I think that would be a very good trade for Green Bay, to be honest. Um but what what in in terms of the Packers as a team now, what what do you think they need to do this off season to help build other areas, you know? Uh, are you quite happy going into this season with um 
with your with your group of wide receivers with Aaron Jones and um, Dylan as a one A one B, or is it things that you'd like to see change to improve both sides of the ball, the offense and the defense? You know, I mean, defensively, the the biggest thing that I wanted to see was Joe Berry or move on from Joe Berry and get a new DC. That hasn't happened. Um, if that was going to happen, it would have happened straight after the season, and it didn't. Um, so that's a big thing that it just isn't going to happen now. Um, I think we need Quay Walker to stop losing his head. Um, that happened yeah. a few times during the season. If he stops losing his head, then I think that he's got a great future in terms of being a linebacker for the Packers. Um, we need our corners to stay healthy. I mean, Eric Stokes is coming back from injury. We had Russell Douglas out for a few games, Jair out for a few games. Um, and safeties, we, we just need safety help in general. We haven't got many safeties left in terms of um, coming up on contracts um, that we can afford. So I think one of the major things in the first two rounds will be safety help in the draft. Um, over on the offense, we need to make decisions on the offensive line because that was shaky. There, were too, there was too much movement there um, during the season. So I think we need to get back on track I mean Elton Jenkins come back uh, came back and David Bakhtiari came back and they by the end of the season looked like former selves so if they keep that up I think we'll be solid but until that is proven um, I can expect another uh, lineman to come in or two and then um, wide receivers we're looking to get out I've seen reports of Alan Lazard potentially coming back so that's something um I know that he's asking for more money than the Packers are probably going to want to give him. Um, but if he does come back, I'm not opposed to that. He's a great blocker and he can, or he is trusted by Rodgers. Um, I would still expect a, a top uh, wide receiver to come in. Hopefully not the third round because our third round picks haven't been too good over the past few years. It's become like a dead zone for us. Anyone we're picking in the third isn't going to do well. Um, but Hopefully, we'll get another second rounder or even a first round wide receiver. Um, and they can be the 1A to Chris, uh, Christian Watson's 1B. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I look forward to see what they do. Hannah, do you, do you agree? Or is there anything you, you'd like to see different being done? No, I think Liam has kind of hit the nail on the head there, really, on, you know, what we're kind of. What, what they can need to, to look to do. I think a lot of obviously what they end up doing is going to depend on who plays QB, right? Um, so until that kind of domino falls, it's difficult to kind of say exactly what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally, you know, there's pieces they certainly need to, to sort out, like Liam said. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting off season. It is. It's going to be a big one. Mags, anything to add to yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's two different teams, I think, at the start of game one next season. If Aaron Rodgers stays, then, yeah, you, you maybe look to get more weapons around him and, and you build around that. Like you're, I think, pick 15 in the first round. That is right Hi. around that that sweet spot where you might have like a Jackson Smith and Jigba like kind of player still lingering there, which would be you know awesome to see with Aaron Rodgers like linking up with somebody like that. But it's just not the Packers style. I think if Rodgers does move on, I, I, I would be wondering if the organization is tempted then just to get a whole lot younger and just build around like 
start again, like move on from people like Bakhtiari and those kind of guys and just go, you know what, we're going to get a whole lot younger. We might train him away, free up some cap space and and start building around a strong offensive line and, and see what Jordan Love has got and, and kind of reboot and start again. But it, it depends because the, the Packers, from, from my eye, Liam, you'll be able to answer a lot better. They don't have a lot of really good young players from what I can see. They've got like solid veterans, but then you're paying Aaron Rodgers quite a lot of money, so it's kind of hard to, to build around that sometimes as well. Yeah, you're right. The The one thing I will say about David Bakhtiari is we only save $5 million by cutting him this year. Um, yeah. And you're not going to replace David Bakhtiari with how he played at the end of the season with five mil. We do have Josh Nyman um, as the left tackle, who, who he moved to right tackle partway through the season as well. So he could step in and that that's a good... Um, move yeah. if we did want to get younger. I just can't see a reason why we'd move on from Bakhtiari without um, trading him. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, we, we are a team full of veterans. We were a good young team a few years ago with um, Jair still on a rookie deal, Kenny Clark still on a rookie deal, um, Elton Jenkins still on a rookie deal. And, and it was a good young team. And now we're at that stage where we've had to pay them. Um, it's yeah. slowly coming not undone but we're having to structure the team a bit of a different way and um i mean we've, we've ha- we're expecting some um extensions and restructures to come in over the next few uh days because of i think aaron jones definitely got restructured and i believe jair also yeah. got uh, restructured so that frees up a bit of cap we need to do this regardless of whether aaron Rodgers stays or goes but um i'm kind of expecting something to be done with kenny clark and and maybe Elton Jenkins as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But before we move on, we're going to make some uh, predictions. So uh, we we did this, uh, you guys did this last week, but we're going to do it again this week and for the rest of them. So, Liam, two simple questions. Do you think the Packers improve uh, their record? And who do you think the Packers MVP will be next season I think it's very difficult for any fan of their team to say no to that question Paul so yes I think the Packers oh, will be No, I, I don't I, I could say it really <laughs> easily <laughs> I said very difficult in terms of if they don't have a quarterback that is maybe missing their entire season mm. then, yeah um, so, so yeah I think Packers will improve um, I'd say 12 wins um, if Rogers stays, if not, I could probably see a, a nine ten win season or a very similar season with Jordan Love, um, just because you have no idea what Jordan Love's going to be like. He could take them a lot further. It could also be completely bad, but um, I kind of expect the same to be with this. And the MVP question is quite difficult because you could pick Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers not be there in two weeks' time yeah. alone in at the start of the season. So. Um, if Rogers is there, I'm, I've, I've got to say Rogers. You can't go otherwise. Um, if not, I'm actually going to go defense and go Jair, and I think he's going to have a great bounce back year and become that mm-hmm. island that everyone thought he was a few years ago and referred to him as. Love it, Hannah. The same questions to you. Yeah, like Liam said, this is quite a tough question I think because obviously we don't actually ultimately know who the QB is going to be but I'm I'm going to throw my hat in the ring here and I'm going to say that I think Rogers is going to move on so I'm I'm going to say that potentially I think they might get a little bit worse 
this season with Love in his first season. I'm not saying it's going to be bad forever, but I think, you know, there'll be some teething problems in the transition. So I'm going to say they're a bit worse. But I'm going to say that ultimately uh, Love comes out as their MVP. So I'm going to say Jordan Love as the MVP. Now, Mags, I can see what name you put on the show sheet and I kind of feel that you stole my name here, dude. So I feel like I should go before you. And, you and, crack um, on if you want. <laughs> no, go on. Go on, mate. Mags, go on. The same question to you, mate. And who's who's my MVP for the season? Uh, yeah, so we, we both agreed on the MVP. Well, so mine is kind of like, I kind of agree. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to move on and go disappoint some other team. Uh, and I think because of that, we're going to have Jordan Love throwing him the ball. Packers will probably do a little bit worse. And they'll be kind of working from behind in games more often than not. And that's why I think long sort of downhill throwing, lots of throwing the ball, Christian Watson should come up big for that team. Probably is a better season than his, than his first one, just because they'll be playing from behind a bit more and throwing the ball a bit more if Aaron Rodgers leaves. I'm not sure what's going to happen if he stays, though. Yeah, I think we've all kind of agreed here. It's, um, I, I've gone, I think he goes... And I think Love's in charge, and I think they do a bit worse. But I'm going to change it because you've gone for Christian Watson. And I'm going to say AJ Dillon is the MVP, or Quadzilla, as he's also known as, you know. So I think I think uh, Jordan Love will be, oh, yeah, have it, oh, have it, and rely on Quadzilla to to get him out of a out of a pickle all the time. So, but yeah, so let's uh, let's have a look at the other teams in. in this division, shall we? And I was super nice to my co-hosts. Um, so we're going to go over to the Vikings who finished the season on 13 and 4. And Hannah, I was so kind to you and I gave you this awesome team to talk about. So uh, what what do you think of the Vikings season? Oh, what a fabulous season for them. No, to be fair to them, look, they did have a great regular season record, right? I mean, you cannot deny them that. Yeah. And this was with a new head coach. So, you know, ultimately the team was in transition because they'd moved on to a new kind of coaching staff. So, you know, look, we cannot knock them at all for the record that they had in the regular season. And I think we discussed this pretty much every week during the season. I just couldn't quite figure out whether I thought that they were good or not. Um, You know, they kept winning all of these games. I was like, "Ah, are they really good? You know, I think ultimately that playoff game did expose them, um, you know, as not being quite as good as their regular season record maybe said it was. I mean, I think, again, you know, we heard all of this in these discussions in the regular season, right? They won the most one-score games in a season, so they won all 11 of their one-score games, which, you know, you've got a question, you know, is this because they are good or is this kind of a the ball bounce their way lucky kind of thing and I do think there's certainly some element of luck in there um they only lost four regular season games but three of those four losses were complete blowouts so in week two they lost 24 to 7 to Philly week 11 40 to 3 to Dallas and week 17 41 to 17 so you know really really bad losses when they did lose and their DVOA wasn't great either so on offense they were 20th and on defense they were 27th so 
you know, on the surface, they looked like this great team. Obviously, they won the division. But when you dig in a little bit deeper, the stats, I don't think quite show out um, on that. So I think Luck did play a massive part in their season. And as I say, ultimately, the Giants beat them in the wild card, wild card playoff uh, game. And we saw what happened to them in the divisional game. So, you know, I think they were exposed a bit, but there were certainly some good things. I think that the trade for TJ Hawkinson was actually really great for them, um, yeah. especially in the season, because he basically became their wide, wide receiver too, didn't he? Thielen, unfortunately, is getting up there in age and he, he I don't think he's quite got one what he once had. Um, he's been in to show his age a bit. And I do think Zadarius Smith was a, was a really great pickup for them as well. He played really great for them on the on the D-line. And of course, how can we not mention Justin Jefferson, you know, offensive player of the year? He's just continued to show why he is the best wide receiver in the league, right? So, you know, he has been a massive part of, of this team and, and why they are doing so well. So, of course, he has to get a mention. So I think it was a it was a mixed season, really. As I say, on the surface, it looked really great, thirteen and four. You know, you can't knock for them for that. But I think they weren't quite as good as their kind of record showed in the end. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I was um, when I when I was giving the the teams out and working on the show sheet, I was I was kind of like thinking, what would I say if I had the Vikings and stuff? And I think I was going to say very similar. I think. I think the the results don't reflect the season we've seen. I don't think they looked like a team that were thirteen and four and dominant and pushing for the number one seed in the NFC and stuff like that. And and I think you're you're exactly right with that wild card game. I think their true colours came through and they looked like the team that we we should have seen all season. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it pans out for the next season. And and I will agree that TJ Hawkinson trade was. Yeah. It's got to be up there with one of the best trades of the season, and I just I'm excited to see how he gets on playing a whole season there in that team. He's it's it's going to be it's going to be an incredible watch. But Liam, have you uh, have you got any thoughts on on the Vikings and and their season? I, I I don't know, Paul. Let me just put my uh, my thinking hat for a second. Um, <laughs> Oh. I also don't know whether you saw Paul, but I got a bit cold, so I had to put on my vintage Packers jumper as well, just for you, because I know you don't like us wearing our own team colours, even though you've got your hoodie on. I'm all for your own team colours, mate, but just get that cheese off your head. <laughs> now with the thinking hat on, though, I, I can't people, take it off. For the people that are not watching the stream and listening, Liam has put a cheese block on his head like a true Packers fan. Oh, bless. Yeah. And you're going to have to stare at this for the next 30 minutes as well because it's my and, thinking now. It's how I do things. <laughs> and now and now you've got to sit there and talk about one of your biggest rivals and tell me how good they were this season, you know? Liam, um, before we move you on, know. did you did you borrow that from Sauce Gardner? Hey, <laughs> I, see, I see how it is. <laughs> I see how it is. You got the Patriots. Um, you got the Patriots knock right at the start that you swooped in on so early, yeah. and now it's the Jets. So I see. How it's it just I. I let you just. I let Paul distract you, and I kind of am chipping in. But I'm sad that you noticed. Yeah, I, I, I see where your game is, but um, 
Paul, you said that I was going to talk good about the uh, the Vikings. I'm I'm not. I'm not. As <laughs> Hannah said, it, you, you're not going to get a Packers fan to come on and stop praising the Vikings. That's not how it's going to work. Um, so as Hannah said, well, we'll eleven and zero in one score games. It, it's just look. I mean, you you kind of expect that to be 50 It's a if it's a seventy five percent, twenty five percent split. Okay, you got a bit lucky, but you can put that down to skill hundred to hundred to zero in terms of wins losses just not never is going to be purely based on skill so um that is a massive thing then when you dive deeper into the yards uh, in the background total team yards uh, against the defense they ranked 31st they gave up the, the second most total yard split it down into um yards per play on defense they're still 30th like these numbers, I'm not making them up, go over to pro football reference. That's where I get the stats. But um, they did well in turnovers. They were 10th in turnovers. And so that, that was a good part. But apart from that, the, the yards weren't great. They're, they're rushed D. They were uh, 22nd, so about average, lower than just a bit lower than average. Better than the Packers. I'm not going not gonna to sit here and say that the Packers were great because they weren't. Um, but the Packers do pip them a little bit in most of these categories. That's why I picked them. Um, then in pass defense, net yeah. yards per attempt, um, Vikings 30th again. And a lot of these stats, I'm going to ruin a little bit of what I've got planned for later. But a lot of these stats, the two teams below them are the Bears and the Lions. So it shows how bad this de- uh, this um, this whole uh, division was in terms of defense. You look at the offense, um, again, they weren't everything. Um, they were 13th in yards per play on offense. Um, they were, that was with 5.5 tied with the Packers um, that were one, ahead, one spot ahead of them. You had thir- uh, 23rd in uh, turnovers on offense, which Sounds bad, but when you put into context that between the eighth spot, which was the Carolina Panthers, I believe it was, and the 29th spot, was, which was the Saints, the difference in turnovers were four. It was 21 at eighth to 25 at the uh, 25 at 29th. So, on in terms of their season, I think they overachieved for what they were. Uh, you dive into the stats a bit deeper, they were average in most stats at best. Um, but I think a lot of it comes down to guys like Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, that trade was great for them. He didn't lose a step switching between the two NFC North teams. And um, I just think that they're going to regress a little bit next year. That's the thinking hat, mate. Oh, I love it. I love it. It works for you. Works for you. It's a bit cheesy, but it works for you. Hey. Um, He's been yeah. sat there on that joke since I put it on. One hundred percent. I thought, <laughs> is this my moment? Is it? Um, but no. Let, let's let's get into what the Vikings can maybe do to help improve and maybe solidify the top spot in this division. Hannah, what 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 would you think that they need to do to improve a little bit? Well, Liam stole all of my stats. Um, but, I, but basically, my, my number one is, is defense. So obviously, Liam said it all. You know, they were pretty terrible, to be honest. Um, so that they need to do something with that defense. But we know that in steps Brian, Brian Flores, their new defensive coordinator. Um, 
I don't, we haven't discussed it particularly, but I, I, I quite like Brian, Brian Flores. I, I think he kind of got a bit screwed over in, in Miami, to be honest. So I think yeah. um, this could be a really great signing for them, to be honest. Um, and hopefully he'll be able to start turning things around. I do think they do need to do a bit of work kind of in the personnel on that side of the ball. The cornerback room, they've only got three currently on the roster as it stands. And all of those are pretty young. I think Dance, LaBooth and Evans. So I think they might need to start looking at some veterans. Obviously, they did have Patrick Peterson. He's getting pretty old now. So I wonder whether they start looking elsewhere for some uh, other kind of veteran cornerbacks. They need to look at the wide receiver room, I think, at this stage. You know, Thielen has been great for them you know he's a brilliant story undrafted guy but I think his kind of time as a wide receiver too is, is kind of coming to an end and Osborne is, has been good you know but I, I'm not sure that he has well he hasn't particularly stepped into that wide receiver two role so I think they need to start shopping for wide receivers a bit and kind of refill that wide receiver room and I'm kind of interested to see what they do with the running back room as well because obviously Cook he is still there, but they could move on from him this year. They'd, that'd save them eight million um, on the cap. And obviously, Madison's currently a free agent. Like Cook did okay. Like he is a really great running back. You know, we can't deny that he's he's been great. But again, I think he's starting to slow down a bit. I wouldn't kind of be against them starting to look at getting a bit younger there again. So there's a few things they need to do. Um, at some point, I guess we need to discuss Kirk Cousins, but I think that probably is going to be a next season thing. I think they probably stick with him this season um, and then kind of start shopping elsewhere. I don't think he's the answer for them. I think they know that, um, especially the way they did his contract. Um, but I think they will keep him this season because I don't know where they're going to get another QB from um, this season. And then we see where we are next. So that's kind of my thoughts on them for, for this off season. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be glad to agree with the, the Kirk Cousins thing as well because I think there's so many teams that there's so many question marks at QB. I don't think it's the right time to maybe move and look for another QB because I think you, you won't get one in the draft that's that's any better than Kirk Cousins. And if you're shopping around, it's... So I agree. I think I think they keep Kirk Cousins for at least another year. Um but let's let's have a let's have a quick uh, prediction for this one. Um, the Vikings do they improve on their record? And who is the MVP for twenty twenty three? The Vikings, Liam. Let's go to you I think, first. I think we're going all four. I'm going to put a prediction out here right now. All four of us are going to say no to the improvement. Um, but yeah, I think it's very difficult to improve on a thirteen and four record. Um, look at how many teams did better than 13 and 4 this season. Um, one, which was the Eagles. I don't think another team, maybe the Chiefs, I'm blanking on their record this year, but maybe the Chiefs also did. Oh, it's very difficult to get better than. Um... Don't give me an excuse <laughs> to mention the Chiefs. Yes. I... I've got to try and build this bridge because he keeps coming at me. I, I've got to try and build this bridge now, Max. Um, Thank but you, yeah. Liam. May I say your hat is lovely, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The bridge has been built, mate. But yes. um, yeah, I don't think that they're, they're improving on their record. And um, I think it's very difficult not to say Justin Jefferson as the MVP. Who else are you going to say on that team that he's guaranteed to be there next year? Hannah, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with Liam. You know, 
I don't see how they can in any way get better. And how can't you say Justin Jefferson, right? Offensive player of the year. You know, you got to go with him. Mads? Yeah, completely agree. Definitely worse. And yeah, you can't not say Justin Jefferson, right, Paul? You can, because I've just tried to mix it up and you're all... I don't want to sit here and go, oh, yeah, worse, Justin Jefferson, next. Uh, so I tried to mix it up, but I went, do you know what, TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, he's going to have a Travis Kelsey-like year and just dominate, and you're all going to go, whoa. Nah. <laughs> just trying to mix it up a bit. But um, so we know who Paul's taking in fantasy drafts this year. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm not doing any. It's still February. You've got plenty of time. And I've got yeah. too many leads. Um, Mags, let's let's get over to you. I give you uh, the wildcard rewind team, and that yeah. is uh, the Detroit Lions. So what do you make of our favourite team in this division? Yeah, it is, whenever... Whenever we, whenever we started uh, doing this podcast, like every week we were like, what's game of the week? It's like, got to be the Lions game, right? This team are in so many awesome games. Like, they always run teams close. They play fun, fast-paced football, and they always give people a, a real tough go over. And it's because they're, you I mean, absolute, like, just dogs, right? There's just a team full of young, hungry players. They've got a head coach that, you know, Obviously promotes, we said that word grit all the time on the show, right? And it's just, I mean, they got Aiden Hutchinson, they got Kirby Joseph, Malcolm Rodriguez, James Houston. They're all rookies just coming into their second year. But they got Panesul, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jeff Akuda. They got even uh, Jameson Williams, who we never really seen. It's a really, really young, young team that has got so much promise. And I mean, you look at like the run game that they've set up with DeAndre Swift, who you know, people kind of bash on DeAndre Swift a bit, but he is so much fun to watch. And paired with Jamal Williams, I don't know if they've re-signed Jamal Williams, but I presume they will because, like, he he just broke the – did he not break Barry Sanders' touchdown record? And, Liam, you're, you're shaking your head. They've not re-signed Jamal Williams? No, they haven't. Not yet. I think sure, I think eventually you'd think he will end up back on that team. But, you know, that's, that's certainly what I would do. It depends how much he's asking for, I suppose. I mean – and it, you compare all that, all that young talent with, you know, one of the best O-lines in football right now, led by obviously Penesul. Um, just, they've got so many ticks. You look across the team, it's like tick, 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 tick. And like we said, all led by, you know, Dan Campbell, who's, you know, a great coach, but he has one of those, those X factors that we don't really talk about a lot. He, he, that guy seems like a really good leader. Right, a guy that you can really get behind and be like, "Yeah, I'll play for you." So I think Dan Campbell's really the perfect guy for the job there over in Detroit. And they ended the season. I mean, obviously they finished nine and eight. They ended the season eight and two. They went on a real, real hot streak to end the year, and they're going to start next season on fire. And they're going to be really hard to beat because they're young, they're hungry. They've got two first round picks coming up. Yeah. I'm loving what I'm seeing at the Detroit Lions. Yeah, who is their last game of the season against? <laughs> Can't remember. Can't remember, mate. Liam, Max, I built this bridge. I built this bridge, and you're already tearing it down. It's not. Really I said good. I can't. I said I can't remember. I mean, I do remember, but <laughs> <laughs> I expect this from Paul, but not from you, Max. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Anything to add on uh, the Detroit Lions, Liam? Yeah, apart from uh, the Packers losing a winning in situation for the playoffs um, in Week 18, that was a tough watch. Um, I, I can't disagree with everything you said. They've got two first-round picks. One is sixth overall, one is 18th, and then they've also got um, two second-round picks and a third-round pick. So they've got five draft picks in the first three rounds. I think that's quite and two of them, uh, in or four of them are in the top two rounds. They, that is a dream scenario for any team that has just made it into the playoffs. Um, I, I need to talk about Jamal Williams because he's my favourite Packer of all time. Um, just from a personality point of view, his interviews are incredible. He, he's just a, a personality and I'd just spend five minutes around him. That would be a dream come true. But... Um, for him to break the Barry Sanders touchdown record, he's going to be asking for a lot of money. That's why I don't think he's going to be in Detroit um, this year because he's going to be saying, "Look, I've just broken this record. Pay me like I've just paid, like I've just done it." And it's quite tough to do that. Um, yeah. Their defense started to come into it a little bit. It was a meme by the end of the season that um, the Lions had the best um, offense or one of the best offenses in the league and then also had one of the worst defenses in the league and that's why they were um, playing such big games because they were scoring 30, 40 points um, nearly every week but also letting up that many points. It was uh, quite difficult. Hannah, I won't take too many stats away from you this time Um, (laughs) but the good thing that you can see from the Lions is they um, had a good sack percentage, so 6.5%. Um, percent. Um, so that's how many dropbacks compared to how many sacks they had. Um, so that was average, but you kind of expect Aidan Hutchinson and these extra draft picks to help with that as well. Um, you saw Ali McNeil come into it a little bit more during the season as well. And I think when that coverage starts to help, or will help out that defensive line, and you'll see a lot more and sacks and potentially even turnovers because that was something that they struggled with as well. They they weren't very good on turnovers. They were about mediocre 18th. Yeah, yeah. uh, I look forward to seeing what what happens with the the Lions next year uh, as they win the division, you know. Um, Mags, have we got uh, anything uh, that they can do to improve? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, we talked about how young that team is, and, and obviously with that comes the caveat that there are lots of gaps. Jared Goff, for how well he's played and, you know, how well he's done, a lot of his best games have come, you know, in perfect weather conditions or in a dome. He's kind of historically bad whenever the weather isn't great, so they've got a real kind of issue there, and I think if I know that, then the other teams in the NFL know that, so they're going to kind of ram that down their throat whenever the weather isn't great. There's obviously that gap at tight end. We talked about TJ. They played at Lambeau, didn't they, at the last game of the season, right? (sighs) I'm not not commenting, Hannah, because I'm building bridges. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to start taking some more stats. Right. Get more stats done, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, they've got a gaping gap there at at tight end, obviously. Even though they had that guy, I can't remember his name, Zelenstra. Is it like extra? Did he not score like three touchdowns in one game? Yeah, What's his yeah. name? I, I know who you said. Yeah. I can't I can't pronounce right, it. That guy. You, you are very close. Yeah, that guy. Um, but I don't think he's the starter going forward. Um, but yeah, they've got pick six and pick 18. 
they could be super, super, super lucky here. If teams start playing quarterback roulette with, you know, Young and Stroud and, and Levis and potentially Anthony Richardson as well, they could end up having someone like Carter or Anderson or, or Tyree Wilson fall to them at pick six and then get an absolute monster on their side to go along with these young players that they already have and then, you know, probably get another corner at, at pick 18 as well. They're going to be better coming out of this draft by a considerable margin than they were going into it. And they're already really good going into it. So I think it's really exciting times for the Lions. I think if you're a Lions fan, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good time to be because I think that they're going to, you know, I'll not spoil too much, but I think they're just going to go from strength to strength. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to disagree with you, Max, because you're such a smart guy. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> um, but before we get on to uh, the the fourth team in this division, um, let's uh, let's make some quick predictions. Liam, do you think that the Detroit Lions improve on their record next year? And who do you think will be the Lions MVP? This is the toughest uh, team in the division to try and pick because they were average, but you can see it going both ways. You can see them regressing or you can see them taking that extra step. I think they are going to do better. Um, and I can see them winning this division if Rogers moves on. Um, Paul, if Rogers stays, I don't think they win the division. Um, the only thing I did want to say is, Mags, I understand knocking Goff for the cold weather, but when he plays in a dome for eight or nine games of the season, depending on which year it is, I don't think you could really knock him for it because he's got a guaranteed yeah. half of his games in there. And then the other part is how many away games are actually going to be in um, December and November, maybe, when winter starts True. kicking in. So yeah. you, you, no. you last year you saw four or five games that were under 10 degrees. Um, and we're talking English Celsius degrees, not the, the weird yeah. Fahrenheit that the Americans <laughs> tend to use. Um, but... If you're looking at under 10, you had five games. If you're looking at under or zero or under, then you're looking at two or three. It just depends yeah. on how many away games happen in end of November, start of December. Um, MVP is a very difficult one uh, for this team because it could go to so many people. And I'm probably going to shock a lot of listeners and probably all three of the, uh, the, the hosts today. And I'm going to go with Jameson Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the show sheet. Who is my pick on the show sheet? I haven't looked at your show sheet, mate. I, I just immediately, if I saw Paul had written it, I'd ignored it because it's wrong. Um, no. This is the only thing that I'm going to agree with you, actually. I didn't realise you'd done it, but Jameson Williams. Um, I loved him coming out in, in rookie um, drafts in fantasy. He had three touches this season, including one that went for, um, that was brought back on a penalty and all of those went for 40 yards or more. I don't think that he's going to be just that, but I think that he's got such a high ceiling and um, now that I've annoyed Paul to the point where he's scowling at me um, on the screen, I'm just going to leave you to it now, Paul. No, you haven't, you haven't annoyed me. If anything, it made me feel better because you thought you were going to shock us all by stealing mine. Um, but Hannah, what, what, what are you saying? 
Yeah, I think they're going to get better. Like you say, Jameson Williams, he's um, that extra season now off his injury. I think he's going to sit into this offence really nicely. Hopefully they'll get some new rookies in to get that defence kind of a bit more shored up. So I'm going to say they're going to do better. Um, and I want to say Hutchinson, but I see that Mags has gone for that. So I'm going to say Amon Ra St. Brown. Nice. Love it, Mags? Yeah, yeah, I went for Brian Hutchinson. I think that that guy's just special, special talent. I think he can be seen as the MVP next year. Uh, not only do I think they're going to do better, I think they're going to win the division next year. Um, yeah, I think they'll come top of that division. I think they're looking really strong. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel the same as you, Liam, to be honest. They're pretty similar. I, I think if Love's there, I think they have a good chance of topping this division. And I did say that uh, Jameson Williams would be the MVP. But, um, Why are you copying me, Paul? Well, that's true. That's true. But I'm the host, so it's... Uh, <laughs> like that, um, <laughs> you need a thinking hat, mate. Yeah, I do need a thinking hat. Um, I don't know if they do a Arizona Cardinals bird beat crazy thing or something, you know? I'll find um, you something, something by the end of the a show. Little, <laughs> little, a little nest, maybe? Yeah, like, maybe. Yeah. Um, but the, we, we haven't got much time left, so we, we will get on to the bears. Um and I, and I gave myself this one because I was a, the, the good host. Um, I'll tell you what was bad about the Bears. I will just fly through it. The O-line was ranked 31st um, out of 32. So not great. Their weapons, uh, their wide receiver room is very below par with Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Pringle, and v- Velas Jones. Is that how you say his name? Um, that's not great. Uh, their running backs... Um, David Montgomery is a free agent, and so to me, I'm looking for. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what Khalil Herbert. I know Hannah, you you were, were a fan going into this season with Herbert until he he got injured, but it's. Um, I mean, I, I'm interested to see what he could do. Um, I was going to ask you guys a quick question about what do you think they do with the 101. So. What do you think? Do you think they take the pick? I'll tell you what, do, do they take the pick or do they trade the pick? Liam, what do you reckon? A heart, heart and head say trade because that's what the logical thing to do, but this is the Bears, so who knows? Liam, agree, uh, sorry, Mags agreed? Yeah, I mean, obviously the 101 because they're the worst team in the NFL, just like I predicted they would be at the start of the season, um, which is on record. Uh, yeah, I think they have to trade out of it, though. You got very lucky then, Max. It's good. I had my thinking cap on. <laughs> Hannah, what, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think they trade it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I, unless I... there's like a massive, massive like offer for fields that they can't refuse, I think they trade out. Yeah, I I agree. I think they should trade it out, but I kind of think that they're gonna outprice themselves or out. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but they'll put they'll price themselves out of the market. That's what I'm trying to say. And the I, weird I, the weird thing is, the best chance they might have is the Texans are so stupid they might buy it off them. <laughs> I think if they price themselves out, they'd be stupid to do that personally. You know, I think, you know, if you're not taking a QB, you should definitely move out of there. Seems a complete waste, you know, not to get some extra assets. Yeah, I just think I just think they want too much for it. Um, 
But um, the good thing I did put about the Bears was Justin Fields' end of good bits, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. B- b- before we uh, before we finish off, quick question. Do they improve? And who's their MVP? Liam? Yes, and Fields. Anna? Yeah, I, I think I think they have to like three and tennis pre or whatever three and what bazillion is terrible, isn't it? So I, th- I think they have to, right? Um, and it has to be Fields if they're going to do it. It has to be Fields. Mags. Yeah, that's kind of. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't or like had the exact same, but I'll, I'll go with yeah and Fields definitely. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a full house. Yeah, I think they improve, and I've gone for Khalil Herbert as the MVP. Way. So I just like to mix it up, um, but yeah. So that that brings us to the end of the show. Liam, would you like to plug anything or tell the guys where they can find you or where they can get silly cheese hats from? <laughs> well, the cheese hats you can get from the NFL shop, um, but that's not why I'm here to plug. Uh, so you can find me at the FSA tweets on Twitter. Um, I do. Um, a podcast for the at five yard dynasty um well for at five yard dynasty um a part of the five yard rush network that paul is also um at with and so is hannah mags we need to get you on board and then we've got a full house from this podcast i um, did i did i did close the show at your super bowl special i was the main that was the headline act the head. Well, there you go. <laughs> everyone's got um, everyone's got their part in five yard rush by the sounds. Not not the um, graveyard shift at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I also wanted to plug the UK FFC. So for those that don't know, um, something that myself and Hannah work on. Um, everyone apart from Hannah actually was there last year. Yes, I'm throwing <laughs> you under the bus, Hannah. Um, but. It's the at underscore UKFFC on Twitter or at uh, UKFFC on Facebook. Um, it's a fantasy football event for um, all you UK fantasy football heads. There were 80 people last year attending, uh, raised over £2,000 uh, for the Mind Charity. And this year, we're hoping to do much bigger and better things uh, for the MPS Society. And that is on the 8th of July. We're also giving away a Scott Fishbowl spot, um, which ends tomorrow. You have to be a ticket holder tomorrow. So that's 28th of Feb. Get that in. Paul, get your ticket. Yes. Okay. Okay. Stop <laughs> shouting at me. <laughs> Name <laughs> and shame. I will, I, will, I will go and get my ticket. Um, but yeah, to, to kind of echo what you said, Liam, the, the UK FFC was amazing last year. Yeah. A great time. Met so many great people. And if... I know, Hannah, you weren't there, and I won't rub it in because I believe you had COVID, didn't you? I did, yes. And and so it was probably a smart thing to stay away. But um, for anyone that didn't go, that do listen to the show, just go. It was amazing. And it's just a chance just to sit down and chat rubbish with everyone and have some beers. Like, you know, it was a bit like what we do here on a Monday night, you know? <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, with that, that, that brings us to uh, the end of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and follow us all on Twitter at Wildcard Rewind or head over to our YouTube channel, search for the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast Network and make sure that you give us a subscribe. Next week, we've got an awesome show. We are um, 
looking back at the combine and seeing all the good things that happened in the combine. And uh, we shall see you then. Thank <laughs> you.